Welcome once again to the Lead Generation Podcast, The Science of Real Estate Agent Marketing. And today we'll be discussing the various social media platforms, statistics, and users currently in existence. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome everyone once again to Lead Generation Lab Podcast, the science of real estate agent marketing. My name is Anthony Bermudez and I'm your host here with Derek Carlson. Hey Anthony. Hey man, we're at it again, man. We're cranking these out. At it again, at I it like again. that, but this is to get to the people. This is what the people wanted uh, to get your insight, to get your expertise on all these different facets to go on with social media. And today, I think it's a very important thing to just go over the general landscape that we have Absolutely. when it comes to social media, the blueprint, the different platforms. Yeah, I want to I want to talk today. Uh, and again, um, uh, it's all about online marketing, which social media is a huge component of that. I've recently uh, gone throughout the state of Florida and hosted a, and taught at a social media boot camp for real estate agents. And I believe that it's critical that agents understand. And again, I have a good uh, pulse of what agents are doing, what's working, and what they should be doing. And as I mentioned in previous podcasts, that there's three ways to grow your business. Number one, you could buy leads. 25 bucks a lead, 38 bucks a lead on Zillow, whatever. Um, you can truly buy leads and the return on investment's great. If you're going to buy leads, get yourself to a 100% commission company. Why give the broker any of that commission? You can join a team. That's an option. Give your, give your team lead a 40%. Let them buy all the leads and generate the leads. And all you do is show properties all day. Hey, who cares? As long as you reach your goals at the end of the year of how much money you want to make, so be it. I like it the DIY way. Do it yourself. Generate your own leads. As I mentioned earlier, give a man or a woman a fish. Feed them for a day. Teach them how to fish. You feed them for the rest of their lives. So one of the goals is I want to teach agents not only how to fish, but what ponds to fish in. And that's what today's training is about. Um, today's training is about social media. Okay. And as I mentioned in a previous podcast, we've got what, about 8 billion people on this planet. Yeah. 3.2 billion of them are active on social media. And I got to tell you right now, and I'm going to go into a little bit of a 30 second rant here. If it is 2018 and the fact of the matter is, is the mobile device, the iPhones, the Androids, the whatever, whatever mobile devices has captured the attention. The, the attention of our entire planet. And if you don't know how to get written word, video, or audio on these social media platforms, you are going to be fundamentally irrelevant in this real estate industry. You might not feel it today, but you're going to feel it. No. And I've been going around the state of Florida for the last several years asking agents questions like, how many of you generate 25 leads a month on Facebook ads, Google AdWords, so, you know, um, Twitter, Pinterest, and so forth. And you'd be shocked at how very little of online marketing is happening in, in, in our industry, and in our real estate industry, which kind of goes hand in hand with why we have a high failure rate, right? Because yeah. agents are not doing what the consumer is doing in 2018. You need to be where the consumers are at. And I'll give you one wild example before we get started. And I mentioned this earlier. Can you please tell me where the local Amazon.com is here in Southwest Florida? The answer is there isn't one. Their storefront is online, period, to the point that they are putting companies like Kmart and, and, and putting companies like, like Toys R Us yeah. out of business. Netflix basically put Best Buy out of business. Yeah. If you don't get on board, you are going to become irrelevant. So today, my goal is to introduce many of you to online marketing via social media. Your buyers and sellers are online. Nine out of 10, every 10 um, real estate searches begin online. You've got to be online. Your storefront is not your brick and mortar. It's not your real estate office. Your storefront is your website. It's your lead capture page. Okay, and that is where what is grabbing the attention of our consumer. So we've got to get online. So what are the online platforms? The online platforms today are, are Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, Snapchat, and Instagram. That's that's pretty much what it is. As I mentioned earlier, my goal is to point you to the right pond to fish in. 
the right pond, the tried and true. There's a lot more different social media platforms out there right now, but these are the tried and true. So let me share with you, Anthony, some stats real quickly. Now, did you know that the majority of Americans now use Facebook and YouTube the most? Okay. So for example, 73% use YouTube. Okay. Online or on their cell phone. 73% of Americans use YouTube. Facebook is 68%. Instagram's 35. Pinterest is 29. Snapchat 27%. LinkedIn 25%. Twitter, Twitter is 24%. Now the reason why I'm telling you that is the biggest problem that 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 I see uh, is agents that, you know, paralysis by analysis. They think, how am I supposed to learn all of this? Well, if you don't have an unlimited amount of time or resources, let's say, and I'm telling you that the majority of the consumers are on YouTube and Facebook, well, maybe those are the two that you start with. Maybe you never make it to Twitter. Why? The other ones are having high numbers. Let me share with you another stat. Because everybody believes they think that they know who uses social media. Did you know 88% of the people in this country between the ages of 18 to 29 use social media? 88%. 78% are 30 to 49 years of age. 64% of those 50 to 64 are on social media. 37% are over the age of 65. So this isn't just my daughters using teenage kids using social media. If that's the reason why you never started, let me tell you, you are really, really putting poison in your head of facts that don't even exist. 37% are over the age of 65. Now, here's another stat I want to share with you, and then we're going to go into Snapchat and all those individuals. A majority of Facebook, Snapchat, and Instagram user, users Visit these platforms several times on a daily basis. When's the last time you sat down and watched multiple TV shows? That's unbelievable. But, but, but the consumers are now going on these platforms several times a day. Again, why? It's capturing the attention of our planet. I'll give you an example. On Facebook. 51% of the 70 of, of the consumers that go on Facebook, 51% go on that platform several times a day. 23% go on it about once a day. Snapchat, 49%. Every I uh, go on it several times a day. Instagram, 38%, Twitter, 26%, and YouTube, 29%. That's unbelievable because just to piggyback on what you're just saying here with the volume and the percentages of people that are going on social media, this has become such an epidemic of the consumers going online and being addicted to it and have their attention all over it. Like our phones have become an extension of our lives that I, and I saw this is random, but Instagram, for example, they're instituting, they're going to provide to the consumer to be able to monitor how much time they spend on social media. So that lets you know the power of social media. That's not that, 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 and, and that's that's the beautiful thing of this is all these numbers that you're spewing. It's just talking to you got to get on board with this stuff. You have to. You have to. And and again, I'm trying to point agents in the right direction because I understand, you, you know, we all have the same 24 hours in a day, but you're, you're going to use your time according to what you believe. And I'm going to use my time according to what I believe. So they actually did. I love studies and I love I love stats. There's substantial reciprocity across major social media platforms. So what does that mean? What is reciprocity across major social media platforms? They know that somebody that has a Twitter account goes on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, and the other ones a percentage of time also. So I'll give you an example. Twitter. For those that have a Twitter account, 73% also have an Instagram account. Hmm. 90% of those that are on Twitter also have a Facebook account. 54% use Snapchat. 95% that have a Twitter account also use YouTube. So here's the deal. If you're limited in your time and you're already on Facebook or YouTube, don't worry about it. Yeah. You're still going to get the Twitter audience. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay, let's go through some more stats. 
Instagram. Those who have an Instagram account go on Twitter 50% of the time, 91% Facebook, 60% Snapchat, and 95% YouTube. Those who have a Snapchat account go on Twitter only 48% of the time. They use Instagram, uh, 77% of them use Instagram, 89% of them use Facebook, and 95% use YouTube. Okay, let's continue. Those who have a YouTube account also have a Twitter account. Only 31% of them have, have both. 45% are on Instagram. 81% of them are also on Facebook. And 35% on Snapchat. Okay? Let's check out LinkedIn, and then we'll move on to another topic. And then I'm going to ask you a question, though, before we do that. Those who have a LinkedIn account, 47% also have a Twitter account. 57% have an Instagram account. 90% of them have a Facebook account. And 94% of them have a YouTube. Out of everything I just said with reciprocity, which are the two that have the highest in the 90 percentile of their on, on both those other platforms? Facebook and YouTube, man. Exactly. So if you are not, if you don't have an unlimited amount of time or you're really short with time and you're like, Derek, which platform should I be on first? I would start with Facebook, Facebook. and YouTube and then work yourself right. down to the other um, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, and so forth. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I mean, you got to go ahead and start with the basics. Again, it comes back to that challenge that I always talk to you about, which is people getting their feet in slowly. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's hard. Immersion is great, but I think that people like to tread lightly when it comes to learning about all of this. So, yeah, by all means, the numbers just speak to, for themselves as far as diving into Facebook and YouTube. I mean, those are the ones. But before we go any further, I want to take a break for our sponsors. This portion of the Lead Generation Lab podcast, The Science of Real Estate Agent Marketing, is brought to you by Omega Title. All right, we are back here. We are back. And uh, right now what we're going to do is uh, we're going to talk about each individual network. Okay, We're going to talk about Snapchat. We're going to talk about Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and so forth. And the goal is is to share with you why you should be on some of these platforms, okay? Um, obviously, we're going to be diving into each one in future episodes, but I'm going to just kind of go over all of them right now um, over the next few minutes to kind of give you an introduction to each, okay? Are you ready? Yeah, let's go. All right, let's do it. <laughs> the, the baby of the group, Snapchat. Okay, let me ask you this. Anybody that's listening, I want you to think about this right now. How many of you are generating, and you can only answer this question yourself because I know my answer, and obviously uh, Anthony Anthony knows enough agents that, that, that knows the results of what they're getting. But right now, how many of you are generating over 25 leads a month off, off of Snapchat? No, man, that'd be a surprise. Okay. <laughs> let me, let me, let me, uh, time's up, by the way. Um, did you know? Snapchat has 187 million users per day. Mm. 187 million users per day. Do you know that the Super Bowl only had what? Maybe 45, 50 million people in the United States? Yeah. I don't even know. Put it this way. Uh, the number one TV show would be lucky to get about 39 million I was viewers. I say it's like you know, 30 to 40 million. Okay. This is 187 million users a day. Mm. And, you're not, and you're not doing it. Okay. And again, I can't stress this enough, but let me let me go over some of the reasons why um, Snapchat is is phenomenal. First of all, what is Snapchat? Snapchat is an insanely popular video messaging app where you can take pictures, record videos, and add text and drawings and so forth. Um, the photos and videos that you send out online on their platform are called snaps. Okay, users set a limit for how long recipients can view their snaps usually about 10 seconds or so. Um, and here's the deal. You can actually have a collection of your snaps throughout a day. So you can put up multiple snaps, multiple videos or photos, and that becomes what's called your story. Now, let me let me explain this to you. This is why Snapchat, in my opinion, is awesome. Remember that word I keep talking about in previous podcasts called attention? Yes. This was made for attention. Let me explain. The snaps disappear after 24 hours. They disappear. Poof. And in fact, I asked my daughters, because they're all over Snapchat, and I said, Sid and Brooke, I said, let me ask you this, because they know that I, I, I teach agents all this social media and so forth. I said, why do you guys, why do you love Snapchat? And you're not even on Facebook. Why? 
They said, Dad, we love the fact that our stuff disappears. We live in that culture. Yeah, wow. That's the mindset of these kids. Right. Where, you know, all of us are adults. How many people have you known put out a tweet from four years ago and lost their job? Celebrities primarily. Absolutely, all the time. Because all of a sudden it came back to haunt them. Yeah. These kids don't live in that world. They don't want a digital footprint. They like that it disappears. But let me explain why the word disappear goes hand in hand with attention. Because snaps disappear after they're viewed, you'll have your followers undivided attention. They won't be scrolling through your newsfeed at hyper speed because they know that your newsfeed is going to be there tomorrow and the next day and the next day. You have their undivided attention. Think about that. It's going to disappear. I have to watch it. Yeah. Because I know it won't be there tomorrow. Right. So now you've got the consumer back on your time. On all the other social media platforms, maybe you can you can make a case with Facebook live videos that yeah, they should be watching it live, but the reality of it is that video stays up as a recorded message forever. With Snapchat that doesn't happen. You've got their undivided attention because they self-destruct. Okay. Yeah, so watch it or lose it mentality. Exactly. And, and, and again, it goes back to, remember um, remember Seinfeld? Mm-hmm. If you wanted to watch Seinfeld, there was no DVR. Yeah. You had to watch it at 9 o'clock Absolutely. on Thursday night. <laughs> Same deal with Snapchat. Right. That is exactly. powerful. Yeah. That is powerful. Okay? So, again, snaps, uh, photos or videos taken. Video, you, you, can, you can send snaps to individual uh, people that are following you, uh, your database, Okay, so it's one of those platforms where you can build your database, build your following, and send them messages via via Snapchat as well. Um, Snapchat allows your followers to open your snaps when they want to see them. With Snapchat, you can keep someone's full attention when they're ready to give it. That's the key. That's the key. Um, so now what can you do? Taking some cues from innovative agents throughout the country, here are a few ways that you can use Snapchat to increase your reach. Take advantage of Snapchat's memories using both photo and video. Every day, highlight a new property focusing on specific features. That's one idea. Record yourself at a property giving a mini tour. Some of the best times could be right before or after a showing or when you're meeting, let's say, a home inspector. By the way, time out. This social media thing isn't supposed to be work. You have your phone on you. While your home inspector is at the property, do some Snapchat. Do some social media stuff. Incorporate it as your daily life. It doesn't need to be a part of a, a, a job that you have to chunk out an hour a day. Just include it in your life. Tell your story. And that makes it very, very easy. Um, post your business card at the end of, of each snap so people know how to contact you. Uh, be open to direct messages. Okay. Use all the Snapchat has to offer. They have some crazy filters that you can add to have a little bit of fun with it. But all in all, remember, 180 million uh, individuals every single day are on Snapchat. Okay? Does anything you want to add? No. I think the one thing I wanted to ask, it was about the lingo. When you talk about, I think, do you feel the lingo is a deterrent for people using it? Do you find them that they're just a fear because yeah. they feel they can't adjust or acclimate to that language? Seriously, uh, go, go to YouTube right now and type in what is Snapchat. You'll find a two-minute video, three-minute video that kind of explains everything I just went over. Mm-hmm. That will talk and drop the lingo. The snaps. What's a snap? Right. A snap is no different than send, it. Just say send in a text. It's a picture, right. It's a picture. It's a video. It's, it's no different. It's just a, their form of communication. I'm going to snap back. Yeah. You snap me, I'm going to snap back. Not smack you back, snap back, right? <laughs> All right, so let's, let's move on. Let's keep it going. Next one, Pinterest. Question again. How many of you are generating 25 leads a month off of Pinterest? I haven't seen any. <laughs> okay. Well, did you know 150 million users a month are on Pinterest? Yeah. 150. 150. Okay. So, again, I want you to think of the best TV show every week, and that's like triple to quadruple the amount of viewers daily, daily. So in Pinterest, I want you to understand what is Pinterest. I want you to think of it as like the cork board that you have in your your your, your uh, mudroom, you have in your kitchen, and, it, and it's got little pins, like a pin board, mm-hmm. okay, that you put up notes and things like that. That's what it is. Pinterest is like your online pin board. And on your online pin board, you're collecting visual pieces of multimedia, mostly images, 
Now, here's the deal. You're going to want to create a pin board on Pinterest. And I'll give you one wild example. First of all, you can create as many boards for your pins as you want, which is great for organization. For example, if you like collecting pictures of zoo animals, you can create a, a board and label it animals. On the other hand, if you're also like collecting recipes, you can create a whole other board and label it recipes. Okay. Pinterest users interact with each other, liking, comment, and repinning each other's stuff. That's what makes it such a hot social network. Now, in the world of real estate, let's get specific. What to share? What can you share on Pinterest? Blog posts, photos of beautiful and notable listings, home buyer or seller's resources, yours or maybe or maybe others. When should you post on Pinterest? Morning or late at night, every day of the week are optimal. How often? Pin content at least five times a day. Most pins don't have to even be your content. You're basically sharing from somebody else that pinned uh, right. an, a, a topic, a recipe, a, a zoo animal in my other example. Okay. Now, Pinterest boards for real estate. These are ideas of what you could pin. Maybe, maybe home staging ideas. Tips for buyers, tips for sellers. Neighborhood specific, make a board, a, a Pinterest board for each neighborhood you serve and pin the places, spaces, and people that make it such a wonderful place to live. Maybe a board called moving tips or cleaning hacks, give cleaning ideas. Maybe real estate market news, news, maybe favorite local businesses, interior design, do-it-yourself projects. The ideas, Anthony, are, are, are endless. Garden ideas. Maybe before and after photos, okay? That's what I was thinking. I was thinking decorations, landscaping, gardening. Uh, because, again, with, with Pinterest, what it sounds like to me is you, you have a hobby, you have an interest, and you're able through the visuals. Or a product. Be, or, a product or, or, or a product, right? Yep. And you go ahead and coincide it in that board of yours and, and be able to just mix it all up. And, and Exactly. And, and, and what you were saying there is 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 – People like working with like-minded individuals, exactly. right? So, for example, if I came across a realtor, let's say, that had a bunch of valuable content on real estate and do-it-yourself projects and home staging ideas and garden ideas and whatever on their board, but they also pinned a lot of stuff about maybe um, the Red Sox, right? Absolutely, yeah. I'm going to trust that person because we're already like-minded. I'm going to want to work with them. They, they've already expressed that they're the authority on all these pins that they like. And it's just, it's, and the other thing too is think about real estate. Real estate is very visual. There's not a platform out there maybe other than Instagram that is as visual as Pinterest with the way that the whole system works. Now, a, a couple of do's and don'ts I want to point out. Definite must. Set up at least a dozen distinct boards to share unique content with your audience. Absolute don'ts. Avoid overpinning in such a short period of time. Spread your pins uh, across several days. Like I said, no more than five a day. Okay. How to connect, pin in other posts and comment on uh, why you like them can drive interaction between you and the consumer. So again, you've got to get on board Pinterest. It's a it's great for real estate. And again, you look at the viewers, 150 50, million. 150. Okay, and I'll always say it. I should say it at the end of this. What part of 150 million do you not understand? <laughs> and these are the babies that we're talking about. We haven't even gotten into. No, these are the babies. Yeah. We're, we're starting off the babies and we're going up now. Unbelievable. Okay, next one. Twitter, the granddaddy. Okay, the Twitter granddaddy of them all. Little tidbit. You know the Twitter symbol, the, the little icon for Twitter is what? The blue bird. Do you know what his name is? This uh, is a true story. Oh, man. I don't know that one. Larry. They named him after Larry Bird. No joke. Oh. Google it. Google that. So shout out to the Boston Celtics, uh, greatest NBA franchise of all time. <laughs> but with that said, um, Twitter has over 330 million users a month. Now we're talking about the size of the United States. That's what Twitter has. That's their community. Okay. Now, some of the things of what to share on Twitter, what should you share? Listings, blog posts, website landing pages yeah. where people can fill out form to get more information, external Perfect. content, okay? When to post, late morning, early afternoon, and early evening are the best. How often should you post? Now, here's the problem. What I'm about to tell you seems like a lot, but it's not. 
You should be tweeting, that's what they call it, 12 to 15 times a day. Okay? And there's a reason why. Twitter is a, is a rapid-fire news feed. Okay? And basically, when somebody goes on Twitter, they're looking at what they're looking at at that moment. And then they get off Twitter. If you posted something at 8 o'clock in the morning and never posted again that day, you're going to miss out on the person that started viewing Twitter that was following you when they decided to go on that platform, on the Twitter platform at 2 o'clock. There's already the other people that they were following that have tweeted since 8 o'clock in the morning. Now, to find you, they're going to have to scroll way down. Right. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Is there over-tweeting? Can that be done? Is that a bad thing? Um, You know what? I, I consider that spammy. You know, I like 12 to 15. I always try okay. to, you know what? If you start tweeting 30, 40, 50 times, you better have a following of a, a, a big following, gotcha. right? Because at the end of the day, if you have a following of a 200, 300, 1,000 people, if you did it 50 times, you're really going to be bombarding them. They'll end up getting sick of that, especially if you're not bringing content. The key is to bring value and content. Now, here's a pro tip. This is a tip that I'll tell you for Twitter that I made a huge mistake, and I've got like 15,000 followers myself right now on this platform. Never start a tweet with the at sign. So one of the things that you can do is let's say that I uh, wanted to uh, integrate LeBron James into a tweet. And I put at LeBron James, you're the second greatest player in NBA history. And I started the tweet out with the at sign and his handle, LeBron James. You're the second greatest player in NBA history. Well, here's the deal. Because I started that tweet out with the at sign, only the people that follow me, Derek Carlson, that's my handle, and LeBron James will see that. Think about that. LeBron's got, uh, what, 50 million? I didn't even know. I would I say think, 23 million. I think he's let's got 23, 40. Let's call it 40 million people are following sure. him. But I put out a tweet, and because I started it with the at sign, only LeBron, the people that follow both of us, will see that. I'm missing out on, of what, 23,990,000. You know what I'm saying? I'm missing yeah. out on the majority of it because the odds are there's only probably a handful of people that follow both of us. Now, if I rewrote that tweet differently and said, the second best NBA player is at LeBron James. That now just opened it up to not only my followers, but all 23 to 30 million people that are following him. Gotcha. Or you could, uh, any word or any symbol in front of the handle. Anything. Anything. It could be a period. It could, okay. be a, uh, it could be an exclamation. It could be something. But just don't start your tweets out with an at sign for anybody. There's got to be some content there first and foremost. Because it allows it to get to the 300 plus Exactly. People. Exactly. Now, let's continue because I want to whip right through this. Okay. What can you tweet about? Home prices. Everybody wants to know about what's going on in the market. Home prices. Mortgage rates. Right now, mortgage rates are rising. Tweet about that. Put some links up to maybe your preferred vendor, your 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 uh, your, your mortgage broker that you're using. Uh, sales activity. What's going on with maybe uh, closed sales, things like that. New listings, you should be tweeting that. Recent sales. Anything to do with new construction where you have links that go over to your landing page to get those brochures for the new construction. Foreclosure trends. Maybe something about the job markets. Something about the lifestyle. Why would somebody want to move to your neighborhood? Maybe you have open houses coming up. Maybe you have testimonials from your clients, articles and tutorials. Um, these are the things that you could po you could possibly, I mean, I'm sure you can come up with more, but these are the things, home buying tips, home selling tips. Maybe third-party news articles about the real estate industry. That type of stuff really is going to help you um, grow your Twitter following. Now, here's the last thing I'm going to tell you about Twitter. Be interactive with the people that follow you. Like their stuff. Comment on their stuff. Be the authority for all things real estate. If they post something and you comment and they comment back, continue that conversation. Um, and you'll see your Twitter audience grow. No, sounds good. Interaction is very important. Interaction. Okay. With that said, we're going to give a, a moment for our sponsors. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's uh, Derek and Anthony here with Lead Generation Lab, the podcast. 
And all we're talking about is the science of real estate agent marketing. What do you think so far, Anthony? And so far, it's very informative. And I think the key is uh, there's a lot of information to take in, obviously. But, I mean, the, the fact at the end is that you have such a large audience that this is so important to, yeah. to go over. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's continue the conversation. LinkedIn. LinkedIn has 250 Jeez. million users per month. And again, I'm not going to bore you with the question because I already know how many of you are generating leads, 25 a month, blah, blah, blah. But here's the deal. What is LinkedIn? LinkedIn is a social network specifically designed for career and business professionals connect to connect. What should you be posting on LinkedIn? And by the way, LinkedIn just started for the first time. They have a video module. I, I'm shocked that they finally added it. It wow. just came out recently. Get ahead of the curve. Learn about their video module that's brand new. And what I found is that those that are first adopters of these new tech things that these platforms add, like Facebook Live, sure, those that started early were rewarded because they were so much further ahead of not only the individuals that were not on the platform in the first place, but even the ones that were promoting on, let's say, LinkedIn. Now you're ahead of even them. So what do you share on, on LinkedIn? Blog posts? external content, comp company updates, uh, answers to common buyers and seller questions. Okay, when should you post late morning, early afternoon during week uh, weekdays only? Remember, it's a professional atmosphere. Weekdays only is when yep. you should be posting on LinkedIn. How often? Only one to two updates a day is ideal. But here's the key for LinkedIn. Monitor conversations that are going on that has nothing to do with you in real estate and local community related groups and jump into those conversations. So you might only be posting one to two times a day, but go into these local real estate and community groups and jump in to be the authority whenever somebody has a question on real estate, okay? Now, let me give you some reasons why to use LinkedIn. This is gonna blow you away because it's, it's, it's never talked about. LinkedIn is the best social media site for lead generation. Huh. Did I just lose everybody? Huh. You know I'm going to bring stats, okay? I'm going to explain something to you. Let me yeah. repeat that. LinkedIn is the best social media site for lead generation. According to our great friends over at HubSpot, the authority, authority on online marketing, or one of the authorities on online marketing, they just recently did a study. Let me explain this. According to a study from HubSpot, LinkedIn is 277% wow. more effective for lead generation than Facebook and Twitter. Wow. While there may be a lot more people and a lot more activity on those social media sites, you're not using them to make new friends. Wow. Okay? 277% more. Okay? People use LinkedIn to network with and learn from and vet other professionals. Let me explain what that means, and this is why it's more effective. Heaven forbid anything happens where you need to hire an attorney. Are you going to go to Instagram to look for an attorney, or are you going to go to LinkedIn to try to hire somebody to get you out of trouble? Yeah, I mean, LinkedIn is legit, people. Do you understand what I just said? Absolutely. Where are you going to go? You're going to go to LinkedIn, and here's the deal. The person that you're communicating with at LinkedIn they're a professional as well. So now you don't got the chatter. You got a professional working with a professional. That alone is they have to watch their P's and Q's and you have to watch your P. You're all on the same. You're trying to help each other's grow each other's business. Right. See what I'm saying? Right. So by doing that, it's, it's really amps up the possibility of lead generation. So how does LinkedIn work? You have three different degrees of connections. Okay, you have what's called the first degree connection. First degree connections are people that are already in your network. For example, if you have a brand new LinkedIn account and a coworker invites you to connect with them, they'll become a first degree connection. Then you have a second degree connection. A second degree connection are the people that are already in your first degree connections network. LinkedIn allows you to invite these people to your own network very easily by clicking on a button called connect. Then finally, you have a third degree connection. That's like a friend of a friend, okay? Third degree connections are the people in your second degree connections network. Now, here's the deal. To, to get in touch with them, so let's say there's a, uh, 
you, you, there's a there's a, a a person you want to contact in Manhattan. He's a hedge fund manager. You know, if you reach out to them, you, there's a chance that they can make you a lot of money in, in real estate. But you look, none of your friends, none of your connections are friends with that guy. How how can you get a hold of them? Because you know that they're on LinkedIn. That's where you're going to have to buy the LinkedIn premium account. Oh, okay. And that's how LinkedIn makes money. So seven LinkedIn tips. Here we go real quick. Connect with agents in other cities to build a referral network. You've got a new listing. Try to circle prospect that listing. So I'll give you an example. We've got Hertz up the street, their corporate headquarters. Right. If I had a listing within a two-mile radius of Hertz, that building, I would take that listing and say, listing, let's target everybody in that Hertz building. Why? People like to live close to where they work. Sure. Okay. Circle prospecting. Number three, studies show that you are more likely to get a response right after somebody posts on LinkedIn. Number four, make good use of the headline field, which displays right below your name. They're going to ask you what's your job title. Don't put realtor. Put Naples, Florida real estate expert. Because when somebody types in, I'm looking for a Naples, Florida real estate expert, you're going to come up probably by yourself Versus the other, let's say, 7,000 realtors in your marketplace. Try using the LinkedIn paid subscription. Try that. Um, number six, stay ahead of new large businesses coming to your area. For example, again, um, if I knew Hertz was moving into the area, I would have targeted them months before they actually got here. Yeah. And try to offer my services as, as a realtor. Number seven, write stories about your past experiences in real estate. This is a great, great thing for LinkedIn. For example... What is a story that you can write? Let's say I helped a first-time home buyer buy a home. Instead of just putting up a post that says, hey, I just helped a first-time home buyer uh, close on a property, tell the story about that. Paragraph number one, talk about who the person is. It is a, as an example, I met a first-time home buyer. Number two, tell me how you helped them. Well, we looked at eight properties. I got them pre-qualified. Okay. Number three, what challenges did they face as a first-time home buyer? Well, oh boy, Thank, uh, uh, they, they needed to get a home inspection on the property. They needed to get qualified. Number four, what did you do to help them through those challenges? Well, I connected them with the best home inspector in town. And we found radon in the property and educated them on radon. We found polybutylene in the property. I, I educated them through the whole entire the entire process. Lastly, last paragraph. What was the end results? Mr. and Mrs. Sally Smith are now proud owners of of a property, and they are no longer they, they are now first time home buyers. I I basically um, navigated the entire transaction, and you're telling a story. LinkedIn loves stories, okay? So that would be one thing that you could possibly do. Now, last two subjects. Instagram, here we go. How many users do you believe are on Instagram? I would say close to 200 million. 800 million in Look at Look at that. 800 million. And again, I'm going to ask you this question. How many of you are generating at least 25 leads a month off of Instagram? Huh. Okay, no hands went up. <laughs> um <laughs> Here's the deal. What part of 800 million do you not understand? And I hate to sound arrogant, and, but I'm trying to save your real estate career right now. Okay, I am not. I am not going to uh, sugarcoat this. 800 million. And by the way, they're owned by Facebook. If you haven't figured that out yet, sure. Uh, Facebook owns Instagram. So what is Instagram? It's a social networking app. It's only you, you can only use it on a mobile device. You can't use it on a desktop. Okay, you can't use it on a laptop. It's a mobile device for sharing photos and video. Uh, from your smartphone, okay? Similar to Facebook and Twitter, everyone who creates an Instagram account has a profile and a news feed. When you post a photo or video on Instagram, it will be displayed on your profile. What should you be sharing on Instagram? Photos and videos of listings. Photos and videos of neighborhoods. Photos and videos of local businesses. Maybe do testimonials from class, past clients, okay? When should you post? Afternoon every day of the week. Afternoons are best. How often? A few times daily. Try to mix it up between video and photos. Okay, it's arguably the most fun social network that's out there. Um, Instagram is the king of hashtags. What is a hashtag? It's the pound sign, the number sign, 
Okay, why do you put hashtags? That is, you're telling with a hashtag, you're telling Instagram and all of their users what your photo's about. So if I was posting a photo of myself in a picture with LeBron James, I would put hashtag LeBron James, hashtag Cleveland Cavaliers, hashtag NBA, hashtag NBA playoffs, hashtag myself, my stuff, uh, MVP Realty. I would put about 15 hashtags, each one of them offering value. Why? Every hashtag you put, when somebody goes to the search bar in Instagram and types in LeBron James, you want them to find your photo. So in, in the world of real estate, if I'm a realtor in Naples, I'm putting hashtag Naples, hashtag Naples real estate, hashtag Naples homes, hashtag realtor. Hashtag Naples Realtor, that type of stuff. Does that make sense? Yeah, business versus versus personal postings. What's the ratio you would think? I like showing off my personal side because I want my buyers and sellers to realize that I'm not a robot. Okay, I want them to realize that I'm a human. I want them to to know that I like uh, the the band. Uh, I, I went to the Justin Timberlake concert. Right. Because why? Maybe there's a buyer out there that likes Justin Timberlake. The only, my only rule that I always have is I never get involved with anything political. Okay, if it's political, I don't post it. Or why? Remember that it, let's look at this last election. 50% of the population voted one way and 50% voted the other way. Right. And actually that's not fair. There was a third party that people voted as well. Now here's the deal. Not everybody was happy with the results. Some people were thrilled with the results. So if you go out there posting political stuff and you're so hardcore and you and you don't respect the opinions of the other party that lost, let's say, or won, vice versa, it doesn't matter. If you are so bent out of hell that the other person is evil and you profess that on Instagram or any of these platforms, you just pissed off 50% of your buying audience or your sellers. I don't know of a realtor that can afford to shut off. It's already hard enough, Anthony. Right. I don't know of a realtor out there that has makes enough money where they can shut off because they're so arrogant and so overzealous on this political scheme, scene that we're dealing with that they can afford to shut off half the population. And again, I'm sorry if that's coming, but seriously, yeah. as a business owner, you've got to my, money's green. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like the $27,000 that you could possibly oh, make. You cut that in half easily. Cutting it in half because of your political beliefs. Right. And I'm not saying that your beliefs don't matter. They do. They do. They do to your family. They do to your inner circle, your church. Whatever you do, they, they matter. Right. But, but listen, we live in a world that is very sensitive right now. Okay? Yeah. And the last thing you want to be labeled is... Hey, I'm not going to work with them because of that. No, let them not work with you because of your abilities as a realtor, not because of your political beliefs, right? Yeah. So with that said, let's get back. Instagram. A couple of things to remember when you're trying to post on Instagram. What to post. Do's. Post your own photos and videos. Make sure that they're authentic and they're yours. Don't post stock photos. Don't post stock photos. Nobody wants to see that. They want to see your photos. Do's. Find distinct uses for hyperlapse. They've got some great things with some great cool tools on Instagram. Don't. Don't edit your photos so they're so distorted that you can't even see them. Do's. Get past clients to participate in testimonials. Use don't. Don't over hashtag. Don't put uh, me doing me. Hashtag me doing me. Right. Right. Or don't be goofy with it. Hashtags have a purpose. Okay. Make sure that you always keep in mind that somebody's trying to search your hashtags. Um, show off your personal side from uh, side from time to time. Here's the deal. It's going to take time. Don't give up. Now, the other thing that I love about Instagram is that they have a thing called stories, similar to Snapchat. What I love about stories, and this is crazy, and this tells me that Zuckerberg, the owner of Instagram, is also goofing around with the algorithms again, is I could put up a picture of, let's say, a picture of me and Gary Vaynerchuk together. And I'll get maybe 25 likes. If I add that picture to a story, same picture, I'll get like 145 views. Hmm. So what it tells me is that Instagram's trying to push that product. They want more people using the Instagram stories. Why? They probably want to put Snapchat out of business. Okay? So take advantage of that. Yeah. 
Use the Instagram stories, okay? Um, lastly, last two, and then we're going to wrap it up. And I'm not going to go into these in depth. I'm going to talk about it at a very high level because these are two separate podcasts by themselves. Yeah. Yeah. YouTube. Wow. How many members of YouTube is there ever uh, monthly users on YouTube? Oh, gosh. I would say uh, half, of, half, 500 million. 1.5 billion users <laughs> a month. Oh, no, man. Wow. Billion. Billion. Okay. Now, here's the deal. Let me tell you some other things about YouTube that's exciting. It's not just a place to go watch a cat play the piano or to watch Justin Bieber videos. Mm -hmm. That's 2006. YouTube has exploded. Why? Why has YouTube exploded? Because our mobile devices got faster and faster and faster. Do you remember watching a YouTube video on, oh, your, on your desktop? Dreadful. It was buffering, buffering Absolutely. to watch like a, a one-minute video. Yeah. Now, because of Wi-Fi, the speed of the basically the computer in your pocket, these mobile devices... They, they stream a heck of a lot faster where you can actually watch live events now. So here's some numbers that I love about YouTube. Number one, 17% of all internet traffic flows through YouTube. There's billions of websites in circulation. Billions. 17% of all the global internet traffic flows through YouTube. YouTube is in 56 countries. Okay? Here's something. 60 years. More content is uploaded in 60 days than all the three major U.S. networks generated in the last 60 years combined Jeez. on TV. Unbelievable. One billion. One billion daily views come from mobile devices. 25% of all YouTube um, activity comes from a mobile device. Here's the one I want you to stick with. YouTube is not a place to watch Justin Bieber. It's the second largest search engine in the world, only behind Google, which YouTube owns. Jeez. So if agents know how to use this to their advantage, now by a show of hands, how many of you are generating hundreds of leads a month off the number two search engine in the world? Time's up. None of you. Because I know the stats. Only 12% of small business owners actually even have a YouTube account. In fact... Check this out, Anthony. Only 1% of all realtors, 1% of all realtors actually have a YouTube account and are trying to generate business. 99% of our realtor community is ignoring the number two search engine in the world. Okay? They're ignoring it. What part of 1.5 billion do you not understand? Yeah. This is a problem because this is pure gold. You know why? With that type of traffic, this isn't a pond. This, I talk about fishing in a pond. This is a damn ocean. I was going to say a gulf. Uh, it, it, it's it's an ocean. Yeah. Okay, it's, a, it's, 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 it's the ocean. It's all of the water. Right, right. Okay? And 99% of the agents are ignoring that. Kind of explains why 80% of them won't be here in five years. Mm. Okay? So, why? Remember, it's a search engine. Now, what is successful in marketing on the number two search engine in the world? What have I found to be most successful? Neighborhoods, new construction neighborhoods, resale neighborhoods. Do a 30-second video on a neighborhood. And then in the description, put your listings to leads, landing page, or lead capture page for that neighborhood. Why? There is no competition. There is no realtor on YouTube. If somebody types in Naples Reserve, you might be the only video that comes up. Because the other 99% are ignoring the number two search engine in the world. So here's some YouTube tips. Number one, it's a volume play. It's a volume play. I want you to think about the huge Kia guy up in Cape Coral. His videos are not the, the sexiest videos, right? He does video after video after video, commercial, uh, uh, radio spots, billboards, relentlessly. He does it in volume. You spend $8 million in marketing to sell $16 million in cars. He figured that out. You need to be like the Morgan & Morgan attorney for the people. No, for yourself. Okay? Where, again, you're not looking about the quality. It's the quantity. I want you to think of every YouTube 30-second video that you put up as your own mini, bill, mini billboard on the number two search engine in the world. Oh, and by the way, timeout, YouTube is free. Now, here's why agents don't have success on YouTube. Number one, they don't do it. They always feel like, oh, I have to be Brad Pitt or Angelina to be in front of the camera. 
Do you understand how dumb that sounds? Number one, Brad Pitt and Angelina get paid $20 million a, 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 a movie to look pretty. They have private chefs. They have private uh, fitness instructors. They are paid to read lines. You're not Angelina or Brad. I am not either. And I got to stop right there and tell you a little, little something. I was afraid like you. I was afraid to get in front of the camera until one of my mentors, somebody that I looked up to that told me to do this for many, many years, he said, you need to do it. You know it works. The stats don't lie. Why are you not doing it? Well, I got, I got, I got to go to LA Fitness to lose 20 pounds first. I, I, don't have the, I don't have the right camera equipment. And I don't know what, I don't know what to say. Bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. Nobody cares. Get yourself in front of that camera, and this is how I finally broke that bad habit. He looked me in the eyes and said, every time you don't do this, every time you slow down and stop and don't get those videos online, you're giving that money and taking it from your family and giving it to another realtor in town. The second he brought my kids into the picture, I changed. And it changed my business. It changed the business of many agents that have taken me up in this. Now, here's the other reason why. You think that you need to have this HD camera that costs $30,000. You don't need Steven Spielberg and you don't need the camera. You can do this with the mobile device that's currently in front of you. Period. That's all you need. 30 seconds. What do you say? You talk about the neighborhood. I'll give you an example. Imagine if the camera's in front of me right now. I got it into Kim Kardashian selfie mode. And I, I hit record on the video. And here's a little example. Hey everybody, it's Derek Carlson with MVP Realty and welcome to beautiful Winden Cypress in Naples, Florida. To get all the information about this new construction community, click the link below. I'll send you all the floor plans, all the current builders incentives, and my exclusive new construction home buyer incentive. If you'd like to talk to me directly, call me at 239-877-5439. I'll talk to you soon. End of video, upload that to YouTube, add a description, add a headline, and add the link for the landing page that you created for that neighborhood. That's it. The video shouldn't be more than 30 seconds. Again, promote the neighborhood name, promote the builder in the neighborhood name if you're going after new construction. Why? It's a search engine, first and foremost. Lastly, and here's the last one. What do you think it is? Oh, Facebook. All right, Facebook. Facebook, <laughs> Facebook, Facebook. Let's talk about Facebook. How many people do you think are on Facebook? Oh, that one I know, 2 billion. 2.2 billion. You're oh, wrong. Close enough. Facebook is the equivalent of Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, Pinterest, and Snapchat combined. Mm. Okay? This is a monster. And again, if you're not generating 100 leads a month on Facebook... You are missing the opportunity of a lifetime. There's 2 billion people. Some stats on Facebook and why you should be there. Facebook users, did you know? 53% female, 47% male. Average Facebook user, you love referrals, right? The average Facebook user has 155 friends. Wow. If you do right by them, you have access to 155 other people just like them. 56% of online seniors age 65 are on Facebook. Look at that. And 63% are between the ages of 50 to 64. 87% of online users are age 18 to 29. 74% college graduates are on Facebook. Why is that important? Usually to get a financing, you have to have a job. Well, did you know? 72% of online users of income more than 75 grand are on Facebook. If somebody need, wants to buy a house and needs finance and they need to make money, that's a huge stat. 82% of 18 to 29-year-olds online in the U.S. are on Facebook. So the numbers are staggering. So basically, what is Facebook ads and what is Facebook? Facebook ads is what we call paid social. Paid social or the practice of advertising on their social network. How does it work? And then I'm going to stop there yeah. because I, I really can dive deep into this. In 2006, Zuckerberg came up with the, the Facebook, okay? And for about six years, he never charged anybody. I mean, it's still free today. You can become a member today. The 2.2 sure. billion people are not paying anything. He kept quiet. And he allowed you, me, everybody that was on the Facebook, six years of just adding content. We added our posts. We checked into this restaurant, that movie theater. We took pictures of our food, our kids. We told them what job 
title we had. I'm a realtor. I'm a CEO. We told him everything we liked and now everything we don't like. We wrote about our political views, even though I don't agree with it, if you're a business owner. We, he knows everything about us. When the, the Tom Brady was in the Super Bowl, I, I, I would add post after post about this. He knows everything I've liked and commented on. I want you to imagine that in 2012, Zuckerberg laughed like crazy in California in his office. Why? He looked at all the filing cabinets he had with all the information on you. He has a filing cabinet in California called you. He knows everything about you. And in 2012, give or take, he said, it's time for us to make money, to turn into a billion upon billion upon billion dollar company, one of the wealthiest in the world. So what did he do? He opened up your filing cabinet and went to advertisers and showed them what you were all about. So, for example, let's say what Zuckerberg knows about me. He knows that I love the Patriots in my filing cabinet. He knows that I love Tom Brady, the Red Sox, and Celtics. He knows that I've visited Los Angeles, Boston, Blue Ridge, Las Vegas, and Chicago in the last year. He knows my job title is CEO, Realtor. He knows that I just checked into the Capitol Grill. I went to Paragon Theaters and watched the new Avengers movie. He knows that I have two kids. He knows all the groups I'm in. And then... If that wasn't enough, he went out and bought data on me from third parties like Experian. He knows my income. He knows when I bought my home. He knows my credit score. He knows everything. Everything. So think about this. In 2012, when he opened it up to the advertisers, how hard was it for a jersey company that sold Tom Brady limited edition jerseys for $79? He went to them and said, hey, listen, I got a guy in Naples that loves Tom Brady. Would you like to advertise his jersey, your jersey that you're selling for $79 on his newsfeed? So when he's minding his own business, yeah. up comes the jersey, and I'm like, look at that. I must have that. See, Zuckerberg is selling product to you of the things that you already like. See, again, nobody likes to be sold anything, but everybody wants to buy something. He filled the biggest gap in the history of marketing. And again, how hard is it to really sell me Capital Grill Groupon coupons, two for 39 bucks, right. or real estate leads for $4 a piece, or tickets to see my uh, kid's favorite band, 21 Pilots, in Chicago for 80 bucks, or New England Patriots tickets for $100 a piece, or a New York Jets season ticket for a dollar? How hard? And that would be impossible. I, I think I, but you get the point. Yeah, the, the, the point with Facebook is that Zuckerberg is a pioneer of, of selective advertising. Yeah. And that's why it is such a powerful tool for the real estate agents to generate leads because you could be selective with your advertising in your target market, yes. like you talked about extensively and you will talk about yes. in, in upcoming podcasts. And we're going to go into that because the demographics that he allows you. Now, I want you, you realtors to understand this isn't just for Coca Cola or the Gap. Or Mercedes Benz. This is your opportunity to target, to target consumers, buyers, and sellers. So, for example, you can go to Zuckerberg and say, Zuckerberg, give me everybody in Naples, Naples, Florida, that's a school teacher. You create a listen to lead lead capture page and you target that school teacher with your Collier County Home Buyer Assistance Program. Or you can do that with EMTs. Or you can target everybody in Naples that's a New England Patriots fan to invite them to a viewing party. Or you could target everybody in Naples with an income of over a million dollars that recently visited the 34102 zip code. And now you're trying to sell them that $2 million tower that's on the beach. Mm -hmm. You can't do that on other social media platforms. So, and you know, I know how Facebook is totally out of control where you should be using it as, as, as learn as much as you can about this platform. They just brought Zuckerberg in front of Congress. <laughs> I was going to say he's in Washington. He's in Washington right now because he knows everything about you, and he knows what you like. He knows it all, okay? You need to get on Facebook. You need to be there. You have to be there. It's the number one social media platform. You should be driving traffic, buyer and seller leads, right, because of the demographics. And we're going to dive in deeper on the next podcast. Anthony, I'm, I'm wrapping yeah, it up right I, now. I think that was more than enough to give a summary of the social media blueprint and, and landscape that we currently have going on. And I think it's going to be very important for you to continue this 
dialogue, in, in particular with Facebook and YouTube, because that's a goldmine there that hasn't been touched, that hasn't been tapped into. And you again, I've asked this question of over, let's say, 5,000 agents in the last two years. How many of you are advertising on Facebook ads, generating over 25 leads a month? And I'm going to tell you out of 5,000 agents, there might have been a total of 20 hands that went up. That's your competition, which means there is no competition. There is no competition. My name is Derek Carlson with Lead Generation Lab. Thank you for joining us for our podcast today. And that's all we got for you until the next episode.